0: Welcome everybody to Our Community, Our Mission. This is Barry Fieker, Executive Director of the Topeka Rescue Mission with Kim Turley, Director of our Volunteers Hello. and our Events and our Media Contacts. <laughs> Hi Kim, how are you?
1: Doing good. Good.
0: Hey Kim, what are, uh, what are we going to talk about today?
1: Well, you know, I feel like there's this hot topic that's going around, and I feel it's more like health concerns. Mm, sure enough, huh? I mean, obviously, when you have, well, especially here at the Mission, I feel like it can be a really big hot topic. Um, when you have 250-plus people staying in one place, well, I guess technically two places at mm-hmm. each night coming in for meals, community members, it could be a, a place where a lot of those concerns happen.
0: Absolutely, you know, coronavirus is on everybody's mind right now across the whole world. Yes. Um, my life, I've heard of different things, SARS, and bird flu and all those kind of things before, swine flu and those kind of things. But this one um, seems to be a little bit different right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fortunately, we're not dealing with that at Topeka Rescue Mission, everybody. So uh, don't worry about that. You uh, (laughs) definitely uh, don't have to worry about that here right now. And we're hoping that we never do. Um, but uh, health is always a big issue with is. all of us, um, and it's while we're on that topic of health uh, globally and mm-hmm. what's happening in our own country, uh, there are other things other than coronavirus.
1: Exactly. I occur. mean, the flu is still. I mean, I think it's coming to the end, maybe kind of dropping off, but flu is still at a high alert. I mean, around it, so there's more than just the coronavirus, and then there's all sorts of colds and coughs and any other diseases that could be going around.
0: One of the one of the Uh, Questions that I get asked a lot um, over the years is, um, how safe are people that come to the rescue mission to help out, you know, Mm -hmm. staff as well as volunteers from catching diseases of one kind or another? And the good news is this, is that we take a lot of time to try to address those issues to keep people safe um, so that they don't pick up something. Mm -hmm. Uh, The homeless population, um, those who um, live in poverty, um, don't have to necessarily be homeless, oftentimes don't have access to good quality health care, or they don't have good access to um, be able to avoid um, catching something. I mean, all of us catch stuff, you know, if we go out anywhere... In this world, we're going to catch things, but oftentimes the homeless population is more vulnerable, and those who are poor are more vulnerable to catching things than other folks.
1: Mm-hmm. Do you think there's a reason for that?
0: You know, it's um, sometimes environment, mm-hmm. um, where they are. Let's, uh, we've been talking about Tent City for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, this last summer, there were some significant uh, concerns about uh, the health of people in Tent City, but not only in Tent City. Um, but um, also where they then would leave and go to, um, getting on a bus or coming to a a, a retail establishment, Mm -hmm. coming into the rescue mission, moving all around town, but yet going into a place where there was no running water, there were no toilet facilities. Um, We had a very wet summer last summer, and there was a lot of humidity, so it was a breeding ground for disease. And so I think that that's one reason is the environment that people are in. Mm -hmm. Also, there's education Mm -hmm. um, in regards to, you know, what should I do to take care of myself? Uh, Around the mission, one of the things that we do is we announce all the time. Mm -hmm. to sometimes where people get really tired of hearing it, wash your hands, wash your hands again, wash your (laughs) hands again, and have these signs up. And also we have these little... um, Devices that are in various places around the mission, like hospitals do, mm-hmm. whatnot, that people can disinfect their hands yeah. um, in between times what they would be washing their hands. And then um, also um, helping people to know when they have to cough or sneeze, uh, where they do that. And I think that helps a lot. Mm-hmm. But unless you're in an environment like the rescue mission or you're working in a place where it's frequently reminded, mm-hmm. it's out of sight, out of mind. Exactly. We get busy. We go through life a lot of the po- folks who struggle with poverty and, and homelessness don't have access to that unless mm-hmm. they were in a place like the rescue mission.
1: Yeah. And I do know, like, just from hearing stress, when individuals that are mm-hmm. may living on the street or even staying here in the mission, they have some type of stress. There's something weighing on them. And stress impacts your immune system, too, and it weakens it. Um, I do not know that. So I know mm-hmm. when you're in a stressful situation, sometimes all of a sudden next week you could be sick because you picked up something and... So. That's very
0: true. That's very true. Um, sometimes we don't connect those two together, mm-hmm. but definitely uh, there is scientific evidence that's been yeah. around for a long time now that a trauma or stress or not knowing where your next meal's coming from or we're going to stay or worse than that, something mm-hmm. that's very, very tragic happened in your life, it breaks down your immune system mm-hmm. and so you're more susceptible to catching something. And again, whenever we're around lots of people, yeah. And oftentimes, and you mentioned 250-plus people, that's just the ones staying here, let alone yep. the people coming in to eat here. Uh, there can be just a breeding ground for things like this to happen. Same thing happens in schools. Exactly. Same things happen in businesses. Same things happen in multiple different areas where large groups of people gather. Mm-hmm. Granted, the rescue mission is going to be a little bit more um, prone mm-hmm. to having those kind of diseases, so we have to take some extra steps like a hospital would, yeah, to be able to make sure things are clean, yeah, and uh, and, and educate as much as we can.
1: And we're pretty proactive on spraying down doorknobs, and um, we even have our clinic um, that's open up to our guests, too, that is run by some volunteer, very faithful volunteer yeah, nurses and doctors, yes. Um, so, um, but at the clinic, they're only able to give out over-the-counter medication, though. If it's mm-hmm. more serious than that, they need to go onto the hospital. And or- we have
0: we have um, three doctors who are mm-hmm. helping us, and then they can make referrals out to places where they can see um, a doctor or write a script or whatever for something that gets out of control. Yeah, A lot of times what we're able to do, um, fortunately, is handle that through... Um, time and over-the-counter type meds here. And sometimes there will be a lot of sick folks that are running around the rescue mission, and other times... Uh, Will be pretty free of all that, uh, you know. You mentioned spraying down door handles. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is something that happens multiple times a day throughout the mission. We have groups of people that go around and just spray door handles with disinfectant mm-hmm. and wipe them down. Um, I've been to many meetings before, and all of a sudden I hear the door jiggling, and other people go, "Somebody coming in?" No, they're just disinfecting the doors, yeah. you know. And so that's that's something that we do, and that that's a preventative measure that that's hugely important to us. Definitely. You also mentioned the clinic. Mm -hmm. Um, We've had a clinic um, at the rescue mission that's been staffed by volunteer nurses for, since 1986. Wow. And um, we didn't have one before that. And and just to kind of digress a moment to talk about how health can really get out of control. Uh, One February, um, 1986, um, um, actually it was 1987, excuse me, Mm -hmm. uh, Losing a little track here. (laughs) So just a year. So February of 1987, it was snow on the ground. Um, We had a a, a couple that came in that had been riding on the railroad tracks. And um, uh, we found out that the husband was very sick, and he was active tuberculosis, TB. Oh, my goodness. And so health department helped us out and got him quarantined. Uh, But his wife was still here at the mission. And uh, one day she uh, came by my office, and this is an old, cold... Rescue Mission didn't have really good heat. It was leaning to the side. This was back in the old, old days. And um, she had a coat on. It was kind of cold in the building. And she said, my feet are killing me. She said, uh, would you look at my feet? And I thought, well, okay. No clinic, no, no real connections. I'm fairly new at the Rescue <laughs> Mission. And uh, she uh, had on these uh, kind of plastic boots mm-hmm. with uh, kind of fake fur around the top. And of course, around rescue mission, you get used to odor sometimes, especially mm-hmm. when people have been riding on a railroad car and, and uh, haven't had a chance to clean up. When she pulled off the first boot, the odor about knocked me out of my chair. Oh, my goodness. And um, she uh, pulled that boot off, and uh, as she did it, two toes came off with the boot, oh. frostbite. Oh, my gosh. Um, I thought, how in the world could anybody not know that this yeah. was an issue? And um, she was probably in her late 50s. Mm -hmm. Um, She was not well. And um, she was oblivious to this. Apparently, the pain wasn't as much there as I thought it would have been. She did talk about how her feet feet hurt, but let alone that bad. Oh, yeah. And uh, she started to pull off the other boot, and I said, don't do that. And I said, let me call you an ambulance right now. And so we did, and she lost most of her toes on both of her Mm. feet because she had been riding a railroad car. Yeah Um, in all kinds of weather and had received frostbite, husband, active tuberculosis. So I was thinking, what do we do? This is a terrible place to be. Mm -hmm. I'm not a doctor. Um, All I know is to call 911. And I began praying that morning. And I said, God, I'm not sure I want to do this job. And um, about 2 o'clock in the afternoon, a lady shows up at the front desk. Her name was Rita Tracy. And uh, she was um, one of the professors of nursing at Washburn. University, in the nursing school. And she said, do you all need any medical help? Yes, please. Same day. I said, where were you this morning? Yeah. (laughs) So I told her the situation. She said, you know, I've had this vision that we could help the homeless. Would you be Mm -hmm. interested in establishing a clinic? And so Rita Tracy then started the clinic uh, back in 1987 and uh, did that for a while. And then a very, very wonderful sister came along by the name of Sharon Meisner. (laughs) who was a nurse, and her husband was a dentist here in town, Bob Uh Meisner. And uh, Sharon uh, started volunteering somewhere in that neighborhood. I know she has been with us volunteering for over 25 years. Yes. Uh, Maybe it's close to 30 now. (laughs) I don't know. Sharon uh, is just phenomenal and has helped recruit nurses and doctors over Uh the years to be able to, when we run into those crisis situations, to know what to do but also um, prevent it mm-hmm. from happening, education, helping people. And a lot of times what our nurses do and our doctors do is they listen to people, Yep, talk to them mm-hmm. about their problems. And oftentimes that's the best medicine yeah. that they, they can get.
1: And that's what I tell when I'm explaining the clinic to my volunteers. I'm like, this isn't your typic, typical clinic. You walk into, get the job done and leave. It's mm-hmm. our guests want to just talk and have that conversation and see what's going on and talk about their life too. And so as I always tell them, it's a much different uh, clinic style than what most people are used to. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's why it takes a lot of special nurses and doctors to come to here.
0: And both with Washburn program, Baker school of nursing and some others that we've had, um, A lot of nurses who are in professions today do part of their training at the Mm -hmm. rescue mission to understand the homeless population, which is really good, because hospitals Mm -hmm. engage with the homeless and poor and all these kind of situations, and and for people to have that empathy and that understanding, Mm -hmm. it's very very important that they do. Well, Kim, uh, one thing we don't want people as they hear this today, to fear coming to the rescue mission. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, We need volunteers. Exactly. We need lots of volunteers. And um, like any place where it's got a lot of people around, mm-hmm. um, the propensity to a health problem is there. We have had some in the past, but we've got a handle on those. Today we have a handle on uh, taking care of the basic things that occur in regards to people's health and, mm-hmm. and high concentrated areas and help people, but we do take a lot of measures to make sure our volunteers exactly. and the people who come to the rescue mission are are safe and secure. Mm-hmm. With that said, when you do work with volunteers, because you help facilitate tours and mm-hmm. talk with them, does the issue or concern of health come up much in your conversation?
1: Not really. Um, I mean, I've been around the mission, obviously, for quite a few years, and just recently had a volunteer talk to me about but about safety, too, just like if I feel safe and stuff here. Mm-hmm. And, um, and obviously I do. I mean, I don't ever feel <laughs> scared or worried. Um, and that's what I just make sure my volunteers know is we want this to be a safe place, whether it be personal, physical, and then health, too. Um, our kitchen takes the measures with the gloves, the hair nets, and all that stuff, and the precautions, the hand washing. And um, they go through all those steps with the volunteers. And then our volunteers, too, I just want to make sure they understand, um, you know, we have certain standards that we go by, and we try to make sure everyone's safe around here, so yes, and
0: we really do this is a is a day when people are wondering if we should just stay home and not come out. Um, there is some people suggesting stay home, don't come out. That won't be good for a lot of reasons, and there's some of us who can't stay home uh, because there are people who still have needs. Um, mm-hmm. law enforcement can't stay home. Um, hospital workers can't stay home, rescue mission folks can't stay home, that we need to be here. And uh, we would never ask people to come and join us when we thought they would be in harm's way at all. And so um, today, if you're wondering, you know, should I continue volunteering at the mission because I may get coronavirus? Uh, I would say, fortunately, we're a long way away from coronavirus in Topeka, Kansas. But if it happens someday, we'll take every precaution we Mm -hmm. can to make sure um, that, uh, we protect everybody the best that we can. And, uh, and also, uh, for those of you pray, do pray for us, mm-hmm. um, that as we engage with those who suffer, with those who are broken, with those who have experienced trauma, with those whose immune systems are broken down, with those who are sick today mm-hmm. with a cold or a flu or cancer or diabetes or heart disease or the list goes on and on, at least 40% of the folks that we guess uh, here at the mission probably have some type of a major disability who are staying here. Uh, pray for them, and pray for those of us who reach out to them. So in this day of great concern about health in our country, in our own communities, in our own homes, and as around this world, um, just know that you are valuable and that you can help us to not only help people be healthier, but to give them hope in the process. So, Kim, thank you. This is uh, you. not a great topic to talk about, <laughs> but it's an important topic to talk about. Yes. And so thank you for joining us on Our Community, Our Mission. If you um, missed the Freedom Day um, this last Tuesday on the 3rd, um, we were talking about kids, and so you can go to the Topeka Rescue Mission Facebook and uh, see some different interviews, see some kids there, and our whole focus uh, the month of March was on children. So remember, freedom is about um, praying for those who are homeless and who are hurting and those who are helping, and helping us at the Topeka Rescue Mission financially by maybe giving something the amount of three and then reaching out to three people in the community to help them uh, maybe three people you don't know. So if you'd like to help the Topeka Rescue Mission go to the trmonline.org and find out more information and possibly give there. And also if you would like to text to give, you can text TRM give to 77977. TRM give to 77977. Thank you for listening to our community, our mission.